I think the, the real need is sort of two part. One is an affordable price. And the second one is a very comfortable way to input Braille and have a, a full 40 cells. Welcome to Changemakers, a podcast from APH. We're talking to people from around the world who are creating positive change in the lives of people who are blind or visually impaired. Here's your host. Welcome back to Changemakers. My name is Jonathan Wall. Today we'll be talking all about the Mantis Q40, a refreshable braille device with 40 cells of braille and a full QWERTY keyboard. We're going to have a great time on today's episode. We'll talk with Greg Stilson about the specs behind the Mantis. This is a phenomenal tool for a lot of the STEM subjects, for, for learning how to computer program and things like that. Joe Hodge will be joining us talking about how easy the Mantis has made his work from home experience. Now I get to enjoy life in a lazy boy. And we'll be talking with Matt Pope about using live Mantises to create promotional content for the Mantis Q40. At one point a couple weeks ago, I think Betty might have molted, but I could not find her shed exoskeleton. So I'm thinking maybe she ate it. But before we get to the new APH pets, we first want to talk with today's changemaker, Larry Scootcom. Larry is the Director of Technology Product Research at APH, and he's behind many of the tech innovations that APH has produced over the years. While a lot of people have been instrumental in this project, including our friends at HumanWare, this is a project that started with Larry. So it's only fitting that he starts us off today. Larry, thanks for being on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me on, Jonathan. It's always a pleasure. Larry, people have been really excited about the Mantis, a device that has both a Bluetooth QWERTY keyboard and also 40 cells of refreshable Braille. When you came up with the idea for this device, what kind of problem were you trying to solve? Really, we were trying to solve several problems at once. And the main one was to be able to have a very comfortable input method that always had a braille display with it. So really your QWERTY keyboard with a braille display attached to it. And um, and that way, you know, you can walk from computer to computer. Um, another problem that we were trying to solve is, you know, nowadays we're all walking around with a phone in our pocket or purse, a tablet, maybe two or three computers and and the Mantis will connect to all of them. It's a simple command to switch from one to the other. So you've always got the same keyboard, same Braille display. And it's nice because you can just walk up to any computer anywhere. And actually, the Mantis looks like a regular keyboard. It's not until you run the screen reader that the um, Braille display portion of it comes into action. So, So the idea is really to have an input method where you can type anything, mainly, you know, I think most of us will agree that typing on QWERTY is probably faster than Braille, although a lot of us love Braille input, and Braille input is so much better in terms of space. But when you've got, um, you know, a 40 cells of Braille, space is already uh, out the window, so to speak. (laughs) But so, yeah, the idea was to have uh, something that you could enter technical documents, uh, programming, anything you wanted to just as, with as quick a input as you possibly could get and a good comfortable, a comfortable input. So like I say, we were trying to solve a few problems all at once. 
Right, and it, it really looks like you have. Larry, a lot of great new features come with the Mantis. What do you think the need is for this product? Well, um, you know, if you look through the history of Braille displays, there has been some with QWERTY uh, keyboards, but they've always been very expensive, and, you know, they were earlier on in the history, and they weren't able to connect to multiple devices. So I think the, the real need is sort of two-part. One is an affordable price. And the second one is, like we were saying in the first question, a very comfortable way to input Braille and have a, a full 40 cells. Um, you know, it, it's so easy now to see 20 or 32 cells, but, um, and nobody knows what the ideal number is. It really depends on, on you and what kind of uh, applications you put it to. But to have a 40 cell line is uh, a luxury, you know, especially at this price point. That, that's the need we're, we're really feeling is affordable, full, first-class um, sort of device with the easy input, uh, Braille. It's got, you know, local applications, too. And, Jonathan, I think, I think this is what's significant. Is we're, not, we're not trying to be all things to all people. We've limited the onboard loan applications to simple things like, uh, reading books or taking notes. So if you want to browse the internet or do email, you just connect it to your iPhone or to your computer. And that way the, the big guys, so to speak, can take care of all the advances. You know, the web is <laughs> changing so fast. We get four or five new browsers a year, and, yeah. uh, browser versions a year. And, uh, web pages are constantly changing. There's no way of uh, a small company like us or humanware could possibly keep up with that. So we shift that burden over to the big guys and, and use the mainstream technology for what it's best at and use our specialized technology for what it's best at. So we expect really that you'll take your Mantis through several generations of computers or phones. And, uh, you know, there's no need to replace it because there's, <clears throat> well, nothing is a big word. But I'll say nothing to go obsolete on it. <laughs> That's important, though, because so much technology doesn't last long. So if, if it can, you know, stand the test of time as other things develop, that that saves money um, and is important for people not to keep on switching. So I, I love that aspect of it. You know, when APH is working on any product, we're always looking at what does this mean for the end user? How is it going to help people? What do you hope the impact in people's, both just their general life or, you know, even their workflow, what are you hoping the impact will be for them? You know, I hope the impact will be they'll have Braille whenever they need it and whenever they want it. Uh, it's so important. Uh, you can get by with speech synthesis, sure. But when you've got Braille, it's a whole other dimension. Don't, don't even, you know, try to multitask with speech in a meeting and something else going on. When you've got Braille there, you know, you can, you can participate just as well as, as anybody. And, you know, as far as formatting and reading, you know, just to be able to have Braille with you on every device, no matter what you're doing, is huge, huge. And so if we can accomplish that, I think there's not much more we can ask for. You know, Larry, I know this isn't your first product you've developed. If you say Larry Skukon in our field, people know who you are and they know you've, you've come up with a lot of great ideas and worked with your team to bring them to market. But 
for this and just in general, what is it like for you to have an idea and then see it become final and then a life-changing product that's being sold out there? You can't imagine the gratification, Jonathan. It's uh, it, and you know you working at APH, you you you're getting a taste of it now too. Um, people appreciate the kinds of products we put out, and it makes you very proud that you're able to change somebody's life like that. It really does. That's that's really all I can say. Well, thanks so much, Larry. I really appreciate the work you do, and for taking the time to talk with me today. And um, it's just exciting as we as we get this product out on the market and it'll be fun to see everyone's feedback once they get to to start using it. Thank you, Jonathan. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. From concept to final product, the much anticipated Mantis is now for sale at APH.org. And we want to talk about what makes the product tick. So to tell us everything we need to know about the Mantis, Greg Stilson, head of global innovation at APH has joined me. Greg, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me on. So Greg, just for people who don't know much about what the Mantis is, kind of describe to me this product. Yeah, absolutely. So the Mantis is a first of its kind. Um, It is an all-in-one QWERTY keyboard with an embedded uh, 40-cell Braille display with cursor router keys attached to it. I always, you know, a lot of people call it a a Braille display first. I actually refer to this as almost a, it's a Bluetooth keyboard with an embedded Braille display. So let's talk a little bit about specs. What's inside the Mantis? It's more than just the the display you see and feel. You got it. Yep. So this, when most people think of a, a refreshable Braille display, they think of it as something that must be connected to other tools to be really productive. This this does all that, um, but it does it a little differently. And then in addition, it has some built-in intelligence that makes it a really powerful uh, productivity tool without being connected to anything else. And so I'll start with um, what's different about it when it's connected to other tools. So first off, when it's connected to other tools, um, it's not using your traditional uh, Bluetooth connection that uh, is used for other Braille displays. When you connect the Mantis to other devices, it's connecting with the standard human inter- interface device, HID protocol, that a regular Bluetooth keyboard or, or USB keyboard would connect to. And what makes that really awesome is that it works in conjunction with your screen readers on various devices, but it also, if you turn off your screen reader, can still control the device as if you're using a regular Bluetooth keyboard. Whereas other devices like other refreshable Braille displays, if you turn off the screen reader, they're rendered generally um, you know, useless at that point. So that's when you're connected to other tools. By itself, though, it has a suite of applications inside of it that if you're not connected and using it, say, in a classroom or in a meeting or at home, uh, you don't have to be connected to other devices to to be productive with it. So it has a basic editor inside of it. It can read uh, Microsoft Word files. It can read text files. um, And you can edit when you create a document, you create a text file um, and it has, you know, it doesn't, it's, it's not a full word processor. It's a note taker. Um, so you're able to, to take your regular notes. You can do find commands to look for certain things in documents and things like that. Um, it does have a USB port host port on the side. So you can save your files to a, a thumb drive or you can read files from a thumb drive. It also has an SD card slot that takes uh, SD cards up to 64 gigabytes. And it's charged with, with a USB-C connection. And that's, that's really important because the USB-C, if, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's the connection that 
you can plug in either way. You can flip it upside down or right side up and it doesn't matter. So there's, as somebody who has broken many of the prongs on the micro USB ports, uh, I'm a big fan of the USB-C connector. So in addition to the editor, um, there's a really powerful book reader. Uh, it's, it's a library application that in the device, we have a built-in Wi-Fi connection. So on top of the Bluetooth connection, we have a Wi-Fi connection and you're able to uh, use the Wi-Fi connection to log into Bookshare.org with your Bookshare username and password and be able to on the fly download your books directly to the device and read them. And what's really cool about that is that you can download them using your preferred Bookshare settings. So if, you prefer, if you're the person who likes to download in DAISY format so that you can navigate to page to page, chapter to chapter, things like that, you can do that right on the device. So especially if you're just reading for leisure or things like that, you can, you can read directly on this device. Um, and then if you are an NFB Newsline subscriber as well, uh, you can log in to that service with your credentials and have your newspapers and, and publications sent to you uh, directly on this tool as well. In addition to the library application, we have a basic calculator. So if you need to do some quick calculations on this, um, you're, you, can, you can do that. Uh, and then there's a clock and a file manager as well. And that file manager, I, I, I just want to mention from a student perspective, I'm a big fan of teaching file management and organization techniques. You know, sighted kids uh, have file folders and things in their backpack. And, and because of the, the use of digital formats for, for students who are blind and low vision, um, it's really important to build those same uh, organizational skills, but do it in a digital format in that, in that file manager. So you can create folders, organize files, add and remove file to, uh, to different folders and, and such. Awesome. And, you know, all of our Braille devices are important, but this one's unique. So what does make this device so important in our market? It's a great question. Um, Traditionally, and so as the head of innovation here, I really, one of the things I really ask all the time when we're talking about new products is why? Why are we building them? What's the need that we're looking to solve here? The big need that we heard from teachers of the visually impaired and we heard from professionals is that when, when typing on a QWERTY keyboard or learning how to type on a QWERTY keyboard, oftentimes the student was coming from a... Uh, a background of using a six key entry device, like a traditional braille note taker using a refreshable braille display with six key entry. And they were often apprehensive to move to a QWERTY keyboard. And part of the reason for their apprehension was that their comfort device, the device that they were comfortable with, the, the, the six key entry braille device, often was getting left in a backpack or a book bag or, or something like that. And and not coming with them the computer keyboard, even though these devices could technically connect to a computer and provide refreshable Braille. So this device is an all-in-one QWERTY keyboard, and you can do all, you can use even, for example, our APH Typer Online uh, app, uh, web application that we were, we're releasing now. Um, you can use the Mantis to learn to learn how to type, but you can do that in conjunction with reading all of the voice feedback in Braille and having all the content in Braille with it at the same, at the same time. And from a, a, you know, being a, a technology person myself and, and having, having gone through computer programming classes, this is a phenomenal tool for a lot of the STEM subjects for, for learning how to computer program and things like that. Having that refreshable Braille right 
beneath the the QWERTY keyboard and being able to to interface with that, be able to cursor route directly to an error in your syntax and things like that, and do it all with a traditional QWERTY keyboard um, is really powerful. At APH, we've been adding a lot of Braille devices to our product line. We, we know this is very important and we kind of are trying to have something for everyone. Who is the Mantis for? Who, what's the target market? Who do we think will benefit from it? You know, I know it's going to sound cheesy, but I, I personally believe it's for anybody. I think it's really important as a blind person myself to have the skills of knowing six key Braille entry and QWERTY keyboard entry. That's the more tools that we have in our toolbox, the better, right? And so um, I sort of see this as a progression tool that as the student starts out, they're learning six key entry really as a, as a companion to their literacy, right? The learning, learning Braille literacy. So you're learning how to read, how to write those contractions in six key entry. And that's really impactful. Um, but then as you move up and you, you students today are learning to use high tech computer programs. I, my, my godson, for example, is eight and he's already doing PowerPoint presentations, right? For, for his classes. And so you need to learn how to type at younger and younger ages. And so I see this as a progression tool that goes beyond uh, a six key Braille entry device. So students who are learning to type and eventually getting into, you know, higher ed classes and, and things like that. In my view, this is sort of that, <laughs> not to use a Lord of the Ring reference, but it's the one keyboard to rule them all kind of thing, right? Like this is something that can go from device to device, from classroom to classroom, and, and it's, it, it will connect to, to virtually any tool that you're going to connect to. Um, and, and really all the move with you all the way through your higher education and into your, uh, into your workplace as well. And that's, that's another piece of the puzzle, right? Thanks so much, Greg. I'm a Lord of the Rings fan, so I'm already writing you know, what that new slogan is, one device to rule them all and in <laughs> the darkness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in the darkness, find the errors. <laughs> Perfect. We, we should be um, professional marketers or something, Greg. There you go. I love it. All right. Well, I really appreciate it. And I'm just excited for people to start getting this in the mail and uh, hearing, you know, how it's changing their lives and how they're using it in their workplace and at school. Definitely. Coming up, we are going to talk about our new office mascots, the Mantises, Betty and Alfred. But first, I want to talk to a Braille user about how the Mantis is going to be helpful in day-to-day -day life. To do that, I reached out to Joe Hodge, a quality assurance analyst for APH. He had a chance to use the Mantis for some time. Joe, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. So Joe, you've used the Mantis, you've tested it, and you've really said it. it's been such a great tool. Tell me a little bit about how it's beneficial in your day-to-day -day work? So a few things I use it for consistently is I will, um, so it has NFB, the capability for NFB Newsline. What I'll do is before leaving my house, I will download the paper on my Wi-Fi. And then when I get on the bus, this is of course pre-COVID-19, uh, <laughs> but when I get on the bus, I would read the newspaper and uh, get to work and then go to my desk and start work. I could just plug it into my Windows keyboard and then start using it with JAWS or NVDA or, you know, or VoiceOver, whichever. Uh, I, I test a lot of different operating systems and I'm with, the, with different computers. So the fact that I can just plug this in through USB-C or use Bluetooth really makes it very convenient to go between different um, systems. So the great thing about this then is just the ease of use, having it all together. 
Yes. So um, like now that we're all kind of working from home, I actually have it Bluetooth to my Mac. I have, of course, Bluetooth headphones, and I can sit way away from my computer, read the Braille display, listen to the speech, and it's amazing. I, I was, um, I hadn't really thought of it when I first started working at home, and I kind of got a bad back sitting on a wood chair, and then I was like, oh wait, I'm gonna do this, and because uh, I didn't have the Mantis at first, and then I got uh, my my boss brought me the Mantis uh, to my house. And now I get to enjoy life in the lazy boy. So it's, it's really, it really is great. Um, the, the product is so light as well. So I have um, a MacBook Pro, for example, and I have this. Uh, they're roughly the same size and, and sort of the same weight. It kind of feels like they're, you know, they're not much difference in, in bulkiness. So what I do now is I carry this, the, the Mantis, and put it in my backpack, and I actually take it places over the MacBook because I can connect right to my, my iPhone or I can connect to just local mode and write notes quickly um, and also read the newspaper. So I, I really love it. It kind of has fit into my life more than I thought. You know, when, when we first started designing this product, I was kind of like, okay, it's a QWERTY keyboard. I'm going to leave it on my desk all the time. Uh, but I actually find myself taking it more and more with me. Um, and using it, you know, as I travel. You said, enjoy life from your lazy boy. And I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what we should all be doing right now if we're working from home. Exactly. <laughs> Joe, I know before you came to work at APH, you worked in an office job and you had mentioned that having something like the Mantis could have been really beneficial. Can you walk me through for someone working um, in an office, how this could really just be beneficial for their workflow? Yes. So I worked in an insurance company where we had, um, I had a computer with JAWS and I had a, another Braille display, 40 cell Braille display. So you had the keyboard and then I had to position the Braille display to where I thought it was most comfortable. So I usually put it on the left-hand side. So if someone calls in, I have JAWS in one ear, the person in another ear, and then I'm reading Braille off to the left. So I'm, you know, they're reading their phone number. I'm reading it back in Braille, just verifying. Uh, and then I have to move my hands back over to the right to the QWERTY. So it was a lot of constant movement. You know, just you're you're turning your body. You're you're sort of moving, and I don't want to say unnatural ways, but just more so than you probably need to. The Mantis is great because you get the QWERTY input. Uh, so you're, you know, you can keep your hands in the normal typing position. And then when you need to read the Braille, you just drop down and read the Braille display and then you can go back up to typing. So I think it's less interruption and less thinking about it because sometimes, you know, the Braille display was a different, it's a, it was a different device. So if you bump it, it's going to move out of place and then you have to fiddle with it to get it back in place where you had it. And then, then it's never quite right. Cause I'm, you know, a little OCD, I guess, but, <laughs> um, it's, it's just, you know, having one device now for this, for everything is, has really made a world of difference. And I, I you know, kind of wish I could have, I don't want to do my old job again, but I wish I could, uh, you know, experience the, the old job with the Mantis because I think it would make it more desirable. Thanks, Joe. It's so good just to hear about the application um, from, from an end user and, and knowing that it's going to continue to help other people out there with their workflows and, and their their jobs. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. And it's it'll be exciting to see as we all use this product more. Definitely. Thank you, Jonathan. 
Last up on today's podcast, we're talking all about the new office pets for the communications team at APH. When we named the Mantis, we came up with this idea that we wanted to have a live Mantis for an introduction video on social media, one where a Mantis crawls across the keyboard. Here's the audio from our final video. Here we have a variety of Mantodia, more commonly known as the Praying Mantis. Watch as this wise and fearless creature walks alone. But what do we have here? It's come across a newer species of mantis. The Mantis Q40 from APH with a full QWERTY keyboard and 40-cell braille display. What a majestic creature. So to make this happen, we ordered two live mantises on Amazon. Did you know you could buy a mantis on Amazon? Well, you can, and we did. Now, I want to assure you that Betty and Alfred were and are well taken care of. I've asked Matt Pope, a graphic designer at APH, and now our mantis caretaker, to join us on the podcast. Matt, can you confirm that no mantises were harmed in the making of the video and this podcast? <laughs> yes, yes, they are. They're still doing fine. They've got uh, new digs and plenty of flies to eat, so... What does it take to uh, take care of those mantises there? Not much. <laughs> they're, they're very independent and uh, they've, they've each got a little uh, fishbowl tank that I put them in with some sticks and some leaves and a little uh, bottle cap full of fruit fly food. And then I've drop some fruit flies in each container and the fruit flies live off the food and lay eggs in it. And so the mantises always have a continuous supply of flies and usually they, they just sit around and wait for a fly to wander too close and then they snap it up. The leisurely life. Yep. So yep. this is, to my knowledge, the very first time APH has used live, um, you know, <laughs> creatures for a, a campaign. Uh, what went through your head when you first found out we were purchasing live mantises? I said, okay. <laughs> and then, I don't know how, but somehow I was, I was volunteered to, to be the mantis person. <laughs> so I have two mantis children. You're a proud father and, and a good uh, parent. Yeah. We appreciate it. <laughs> so, you know, for this video, the, the mantises, one at a time, you know, we had an understudy, um, are crawling across this braille device what did it take to get them to, to, to move and, and not just, you know, fly, fly off? Fortunately, mantises, uh, but before they reach adulthood, they're not very, very fast. They're not very crazy. They, they're ambush predators. So they basically just sit around and wait for something to wander along and, and then they eat it. So it wasn't really hard to keep them from running away. Um, it, it was hard to get them moving, though. Um, we basically tried the basics of, of just poking and prodding them and, you know, trying to get them to walk and then and they'd stop and be like, what are you doing? Why are you poking me? Uh, <laughs> uh, eventually we found that using flies as bait was pretty effective. So we uh, brought a few flies in and, and positioned them where we wanted the mantis to walk to. And then the mantis would see the fly and get curious and start wandering in that direction. And that was how we got some of the, the, shots of the mantis crawling over the uh, over the over the mantis uh, keyboard uh, it was pretty much that simple we didn't really have to do much we it was mostly just took patience and and watching and waiting to see what the mantises would do 
and keeping the cameras trained on them. So it was a pretty, pretty fun day at work. Well, I appreciate it, Matt. I, I hope that Alfred and Betty continue to do well and keep us updated on their, mm -hmm. their health. They're doing pretty good here. If you would like to learn more about the Mantis Q40 or purchase your own, I've included a URL in the podcast show notes. That's it for today's episode of Changemakers. Be sure to look for ways you can be a changemaker this week.